We are all so much more alike than we think. Diaries of the Mind takes you through the unconscious of every human being by shedding light on the ebbs and flows of being human. Every week, I will share stories and experiences that have given me the opportunity to become more human, more authentic, and more me. Through vulnerability and honesty, I will take you through my personal experiences in relationships and personal development. Join me each week for raw and open conversation, sharing my story, provoking thoughts, and challenging your beliefs as I bear witness to my own trauma and the wisdom that I have integrated into my awareness. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Diaries of the Mind. I am so excited to get into this week's topic because this one, we're going to kind of like, we're going to slow it down a little bit, you know? Um, This one is going to be a little bit more on the personal side for me, so I'm going to you know, let you guys a little bit into my world and just, you know, certain things that I've been thinking about, certain things that I've been um, just battling with, certain things I've been struggling with. And I kind of had to remind myself as I was kind of like thinking about this podcast, I actually was was talking to my sister about this. Um, I kind of had to remind myself, you know, like the purpose of my podcast and, you know, yes, it's to educate and teach and, you know, talk about everything that's going on. But I also really wanted this podcast to be a space for me to just be myself, be human, connect with you all, you know, talk to you guys about certain things that I deal with, maybe even certain things that you deal with. And hopefully in in my story, you'll be able to see yourself, you know, all these different things. And, you know, I think oftentimes being in the healthcare industry, being a therapist, you know, there's just not enough transparency about what actually happens in this role, like like the ins and outs of being a professional, a, a mental health provider. And there's so much of, of what it is that we go through as professionals. And I think there's not enough talk about it a lot of the times. And I've actually been battling with myself for some time now just about Um, really my role in this industry, who I want to show up as versus who I was trained to show up as. And I think a lot of the times, you know, from the outside looking in and there's no one to blame, but there is a lot of pressure that is put on therapists to like show up a certain way and to talk a certain way and to carry themselves a certain way. And I think, you know, what it really ends up doing is it kind of just like strips all the authenticity out of you. Um, To the point where you're literally showing up in a way that is like extremely, extremely inauthentic to who it is that you really are. So I just kind of wanted to be transparent about just a little bit of what has been on my mind, a little bit of what I have been battling with and just kind of like deconstructing all of these like ridiculous expectations that we put on therapists to show up a certain way and just be a certain way like it's it's so irritating to me I think that that could be a podcast episode within itself but I really just want you all to you know listen to this episode outside of the role that I'm in the role that I'm supposed to show up in quote-unquote um, and just really listen to it from a place of just being human and, and going through the natural um, emotions and, and the feelings that come with 
being human and having these experiences. So the title of today's episode is called Seasons. And I just wanted to share and talk to you guys a little bit about um, just what made me get into this industry, things that I've learned along the way, things that I'm currently challenged with. And hopefully you guys will be able to apply my story to maybe a certain aspect of your life that you feel is going through a you know, a tough transition or even maybe a storm of some sort. So you can take this conversation and apply it to your career or, you know, apply it to your relationship, like whatever, however it resonates, you know, just let, let it marinate within you. Okay, so um, yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of start off this story like this. So, so believe it or not, I actually went to school. So I went to get my bachelor's um, in elementary education. So I, I, I didn't go to school, you know, with the mindset of like, I'm going to be a therapist and I know exactly what it is that I want. And it's so funny because I was talking to my um, aunt actually about it the other day. And I'm like, I don't, I don't understand this system. Like, how do we kind of just throw like 17 and 18 year olds, like in some, like, like this institution and we tell them like, figure out what it is that you want to do for the rest of your life. Like, it's so insane. Like you haven't even gone through enough life experiences or even like work experiences to even kind of really be confident about what it is that you want to do. So I thought that throughout my life, because I was always a person who um, was very nurturing, I was I was always the person who um, people would come to for like advice and stuff like that. And I kind of just figured I was like, oh, you know, maybe I would be really good as like a teacher. Like I also like working with kids and stuff like that, too. So I was like, I think maybe that's that's my calling. So that's what I thought at the age of 18. And so I went to Morgan State University, you know, shout out to all my HBCUs out there. (laughs) But I went to Morgan State University and I pursued my bachelor's in elementary education. And it wasn't until I actually started student teaching and we had to start making lesson plans and you know all this stuff that I was like oh my god like I hate this like this is terrible like I do not want to be a teacher like this is too much work I don't understand how you're supposed to put together these lesson plans in a certain amount of time to then present it and try to make sure that everybody has the lesson I was like this is too much so after kind of like dealing with that for I think maybe about like a month or two, I'll never forget the day that I was in my dorm room and I called my mom and I just broke down and I cried to her and I was like, I've spent the the first, you know, I think it was about like two and a half years of college thinking that I wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And then now like I'm finally doing it. I'm getting to the point where I'm putting all the things that I'm I'm learning into practice and I hate this. Like, I, I, I don't like this. And I just remember feeling so bad, like feeling so down because number one, I was afraid because I was like, OK, am I going to have to, you know, take certain classes? Like, am I going to be pushed back in terms of being able to graduate? Like, you know, all these different things were kind of just like swarming through my head. And I remember my mom telling me, she's like, you know, like, it's OK for you to pivot. It's OK for you to make a transition like everything is going to work out for you. You know, like you have your faith, you have your family, you have your friends, like, you know, it's, it makes sense why you would be afraid. And, you know, I feel like you're responding in this way, you know, right now, because you're kind of in shock coming, you know, face to face with that, that you spent, you know, the first two and a half years um, thinking that you wanted to do one thing, and then you realize that you didn't really like it. And she's like, you know, it's, it's really good that you're giving yourself this opportunity 
to make that that switch. And so what ended up happening for me after I had that conversation with her, I think maybe about a, cu- a couple of days later, I went to my academic advisor and I was just telling her, you know, how it is that I felt. And she said, okay, you know, like, that's perfectly fine. Um, and she said, well, you know, what what is it that you want to do? Like, if we're going to drop the elementary education thing, like we have to put you under something else. And I was like, well, I don't really know what it is that I want to do. And I was like, I don't want to go. I don't think I can like go to switch to undecided. And so she said to me, she said, you know, why don't we kind of just put you in something that's a little bit more flexible? Um, And so I ended up graduating under um, a Bachelor of Science, Family and Consumer Sciences, which is kind of like home economics in a way. Like you can be a case manager if you wanted to with that. You can maybe even be like a preschool teacher if you wanted to with that. Um, So it was kind of just something that I was like, all right, you know what, I'm just going to take whatever doesn't have me lose so much credit so that I have to stay in this school and spend more more money that I don't have, (laughs) you know, like on top of the the four years that I wanted to be there. So um, I had switched over to family and consumer sciences. Luckily, like nothing in terms of like my credits really drastically changed. So I was able to graduate and I was fine. But afterwards, I still realized that I was really unfulfilled. Like, like I had graduated, I came back home to New York, I started waitressing part time. And then I tried to find another part time job that could maybe help me out in terms of my career. And I started working for this daycare center. And I'll never forget this daycare center, because I remember them offering me $12 an hour to work there. And I was like, how at the at the time, I believe that was actually the minimum wage in, in New York State. And I was just like, how did I graduate with this whole degree? And like, you guys are giving me like this chump change. I'm like, granted, I mean, it's good that I don't really necessarily live on my own. Like I was still living with my parents at the time and stuff like that. So I didn't really have any major responsibilities, but it was $12 an hour. And the daycare center was about like, 30 minutes away from, (laughs) it was like 30 minutes away from my house. Luckily I had a car and everything, but I am not a morning person. And so if you need me to be somewhere at like eight, nine o'clock in the morning, I'm going to struggle getting there. And, you know, I I wasn't really um, dedicated. It wasn't really something that I really wanted to do. So therefore it kind of showed in my actions. I wasn't really taking it seriously. I would get there every day, like 10, 15 minutes late. And eventually, you know what ends up happening when you get enough latenesses? Like, they're like, all right, you know, we don't want to deal with this anymore. So I say all that to say that didn't end up working out for me. Um, And so I kind of just stuck to waitressing part time. And then I ended up finding another job where I was an after school um, program director in a school. I also did like empowerment groups for young girls. Um, And oh, yeah, so that organization is called Girls Inc. So I was working for Girls Inc., Um, for a couple of years while waitressing at the same time. And between this time period, um, I was really just trying to focus on what do I want to do? You you know, like I I graduated from school and everything. I got the degree. You know, I I feel good about that. But like, what do you want to do long term? And so I took about a year off, like so a year in between me graduating from Morgan State And just in between that time where I was waitressing and everything, I took that year to really take the time to find out what were some of the things that I was passionate about? What were some of the things that I could I could talk about, 
you know, for hours on end and like never get tired. And I started to think about just certain things in my day to day life that I actually loved doing. And it was just talking to my friends, hanging out with my friends, giving people advice, writing about certain things that I was going through and and certain things that I was dealing with. And I was like, how can I channel that into a career? And it wasn't until I was on YouTube and I saw a video by Tony Gaskins. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with him, but I believe that he is a relationship coach. And he was talking about relationships and, and marriage and infidelity and like all these different things. And I was like, oh my God, this is so good because I was also in a relationship at the time. And, you know, my friends, you know, we're in our, we're in our, you know, early twenties. So everybody's going through hell in their relationships because nobody knows what it is that they're doing. Uh, and so I remember seeing a video by him and I was like, Imani, you can do that. Like you can just be like a counselor. You can be a therapist. And so I remember just going online and just looking at like the different types of therapy that I can do. And I saw that you could do substance abuse. You can do death and bereavement. You can be a relation, a marriage and family therapist, you know, all these different things. And so that's what I decided to go to school for. I said, you know what? Maybe I was always meant to teach. Maybe I was always meant to offer support but maybe just not necessarily in a school setting. Like, what if I was just supposed to offer support um, in the form of me just being a therapist? And so I was like, okay, this feels good. This feels this feels good in my body. Like, I'm going to move forward and I'm going to make this decision. So I decided to enroll in Hofstra University to get my master's for marriage and family therapy. So this was, this this is a pivotal point for me because while I was in grad school I was also you know still waitressing I was also still doing the part-time job at the school and everything too so I I was really juggling a lot being in grad school and you know having two jobs and, and and all this other stuff so I was in grad school which is pretty much like a like a three it took me about three and a half years to complete my program but in school you are trained to show up a certain way. So, you know, a lot of what it is that I talk about on my page, really like this idea of being programmed and conditioned to fit into society. A lot of that is what you're being taught when you're in grad school for therapy. Like they want to train you a certain way because they want to teach you how you should be showing up and learning all the things that you need to learn about the DSM and like diagnosing people and labeling people. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier about like, it's really just this system of like sucking all of the authenticity out of you. And I didn't even realize it when I was in it. And, you know, I'm so grateful for my experience, all the people that I met along the way, the wonderful, amazing professors that I had. But it wasn't until I was out of the program that I started to realize, I was like, wait, like, I've, I've literally been programmed to like, be a certain way. And so after I had graduated, I started working for someone. And that's when it really hit me that there were so many parts of my job that were just unfulfilling. You know, I'm, I'm going to be honest, and I'm going to say that like, you know, week after week, I felt like I was seeing the same people over and over again. And we were talking about the same things over and over and over again. And when you think about what it is that they teach you in school, it's about being able to apply all of these different things that we learned from 
other therapists and other researchers, other scientists in the past, you know, all these different models and stuff like that, and then applying it to this person's situation and, you know, guiding them into a solution, guiding them into learning different different coping skills. And very quickly, and, and I, I want to say maybe this was a couple of months into me being at my first job um, after my graduation, I realized I was like, yeah, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> this is not going to work for me long term. Like I cannot see myself doing this in this particular way for the rest of my life. Like absolutely not. And so I, I, I started to kind of like resent my job in a way. I was like, you mean to tell me that like, we literally just talk to people like every single week and like, it can be about the same things over and over and over again. It's, and it's just more so about getting them to cope rather than it is actually getting them to heal and, and really focus on stepping into their strength and their authenticity and healing their traumas and, you know, not just using all of these different coping mechanisms so they can kind of like live with it. It's like the same thing. Like when you go to the doctor and you have like a, like a terminal illness or something like that. And they're like, oh, well, we don't have a cure for it. But like, here's like all these medicines and stuff that's going to help you like live with it and, and help you to just cope with it in the meantime. And it's just like, that's not, that that's not fulfilling to me. Like that, that's, that's not something that I want to wake up every day and say, I want to do this. You know, and it was really hard for me to come to that because I think, you know, I have some resistance even talking about it now because I think a lot of people kind of take that as, oh, well, you just don't like your job. Like, oh, like you should you just shouldn't be a therapist. And it's like, no, that's not really the case. But it's it's more so I'm talking about the system that a lot of us are trained under is very flawed. And it also doesn't take into consideration so many different nuances, so many different cultures, so many different environments and backgrounds that people come from and how we can't just take one model of therapy and then say like, oh, okay, like this should be able to work for everyone. Like, no. So I realized very, very early on that like this was just not something that was fulfilling to me. And even with me having that gut instinct, there was a part of me that was afraid because I had just, you know, like I said, I was I just graduated school. I still needed my hours. I still needed to pass my licensing exam, you know, so I'm like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Like this can't be happening. There's no way that I literally made this pivot not only in my bachelor program, and, and, you know, was able to make that pivot to then get me into my master's program. But you mean to tell me that like now after my master's program and I'm actually in the field, I'm like going through the same thing again, where I'm realizing that like, I really don't like this. And like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to show up in this particular way and be able to live a life that is fulfilling. And for those of you that have done one-to-one work with me, or maybe you've seen some of the things that I that I talk about, like in my posts and stuff like that, I am very big on not wasting time. You know, you know, living a life that is fulfilling, being able to do things that you are passionate about because life is short. Life is so so short. And I I really had to come more into an acceptance of that being a value for me once my grandfather passed away last year. My grandfather um unfortunately he passed away 
suddenly, like no one knew that he was sick. He was still, you know, young, active, you know, going to church and, you know, driving in his car and and doing all these different things. And, you know, unfortunately he passed on. Um, It's still kind of hard for me to talk about because I, I, sometimes I still think like, like in regards to the, the stages of grief in that, I think sometimes I bounce between denial and acceptance. I think sometimes there are still parts of me that are are still very much in shock of like what happened in regards to that. And then there are also parts of me who have really learned from that experience and, and really grieved through that experience to be able to come to an acceptance of it. So a little on the sidetrack, but, but it wasn't until that situation happened last year that I was like, oh my God, life is so short. You never know when your time is going to be. And so just even going through that experience alone made me, made me look at life differently. You know, I, I tell people all the time, like when you experience a death of a loved one, like nothing is ever the same after that. Like you don't, you don't look at life the same anymore after that. And so I think being able to live a life that is fulfilling was always a value of mine, but I wasn't taking it seriously until that happened. So anyway, going back to what I was saying before, I had come to the realization that my job was just really, really unfulfilling and I wanted to help people and I wanted to, you know, help them work through their traumas and certain things that they were dealing with, but I just didn't want to do it in the way that I was trained to do it under. And that is so scary to come to that realization because it's like, well, if you don't want to be a licensed therapist in the state of whatever, and if you don't want to follow all these ethical codes and, you know, all these laws and stuff like that, it's just like, well, you can't be a therapist anymore. So you're, you're put in like this, this tricky situation where at least, at least for me, I was kind of put in the situation where I was like, do I still want to pursue my license, you know, and be a therapist? Or would I rather just say, you know what, let's hang all this stuff up and do things my own way. And that's currently where I'm at right now. So just rewinding back to like when I first got out of grad school and I started working for someone, you know, I had also that was that was the first time that I also had decided to move out and and live on my own. I was like it was the midst of the of the pandemic and everything. We were still kind of like in the thick of it. And I was like I cannot be here with you people. I cannot be here in this house and and keep my my my, my sanity and and also just certain things that I want to do for myself and stuff like that. And so I was living on my own. And so I just finished graduating. I got this new job. You know, I'm I'm realizing that, you know, in me showing up in this way, it's really inauthentic and considering that I had just moved that I was you know, in New York, living on my own. And New York is an extremely expensive place to live, which is a different story for a different different day. But um, being that I was living on my own, I was kind of like, well, you know, Imani, you don't really have any choice. Like there is no flexibility for you to just quit your job and say, oh, well, this is this no longer feels authentic to me. This no longer, um, you know, is is fulfilling to me. I, I wasn't giving myself that choice because I was more so looking at it from the lens of survival and just being able to get a check at the end of the week so that way I can keep my lights on and, you know, a roof over my head and all that good stuff. 
So I was trying to quote unquote compromise my authenticity and the things that I was really passionate about just to survive. And I think, you know, there's not enough conversation around, you know, it ends up being kind of like a loose, loose situation anyway. You know, it's like, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to stay at this job, even though I'm realizing that this is not really the way that I want to show up. I'm not really necessarily in the environment that I would want to be in. Um, so another part of that as well is I was the only person of color at my job. I was the only black therapist at my job. You know, I'll, I'll kind of just like say it like that. And so when I first graduated, I didn't realize how being able to have people who looked like me, talked like me, you know, where, where I can see myself in them. I didn't realize how important that was because once again, you're just in survival mode. You're like, I just need a job. Like, I don't care. Like, like just give me a job. And once I kind of got like settled in it, I had to realize was, I was like, oh wait, Imani, like being able to work with people who, you know, look like you and just understand you more so on a level of who it is that, that you are, um, that's something that's really, really important to you. So it was like all of these thoughts, all of these different things were kind of just like piling on top of me at once. And I still didn't have the strength to be able to really make that decision of like, okay, well, do I kind of just want to get a new job? Do I just like not want to pursue my license in this anymore and just completely pivot into something else? And so that was a really, really tough time for me too. And so um, it wasn't until I had a conversation with one of my friends um, Damo, shout out to you, Damo, because she is y'all. Y'all would not have Imani in touch if it wasn't for Damo, because Damo is the one who gave me the idea. <laughs> but I remember just talking to her about how I was struggling um, financially, living on my own, and you know, I was wondering and questioning myself if I made the right decision, you know, moving out, if I made the right decision um, going to school for what it is that I went to school for. And she said, "Girl, like." you know, you're amazing at what it is that you do. And, you know, like, if you feel like you're, you're struggling, like put this, like create, create the type of thing that you're, you're saying that you want, (laughs) you know, like, so she, she told me, she was like, you should just like, you know, start a page, like be a content creator. And she had recently started her page um, as well, because she does like nails and stuff like that. Her nail page is called nail domination. So that's her Instagram page. So make sure that you guys check that out. Um, But anyway, she gave me this idea of like, you know, put all of this stuff in your content and like, you know, make a platform for yourself to just be who it is that you want to be. And I was so scared. I was like, oh, I don't really know. Like, I don't really have the the, the personality to like show up on Instagram. You know, I was kind of going into like comparing myself to, you know, what other people were doing and stuff like that. Um, But she put the battery in my back and I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to start this. So that way, you know, I'm not the one that's standing in my way. I don't want to get older and then realize that like, wow, I could have really done, done all these things had I not been afraid of, of what was going to just come out of it. So I was like, you know what? Just do it. And that's how Imani and Touch started. And the more I started to create content and just build my confidence and, you know, just showing up on that platform and, you know, just being honest and transparent with you guys about relationships, certain things that I've gone through, certain things that I've learned in school, you know, I I started to just feel like I had finally tapped into my purpose. I had finally tapped into like, this is what I was supposed to be doing all along. 
And so being able to have, you know, my Imani in Touch platform has been such a, a confidence booster. Have I always been confident about everything that I post and everything that I put out? Absolutely not. But just being able to create, going through trial and error, putting out different courses, you know, my membership that I have, like all these different things. It's been so fulfilling, even the parts of it that are hard, even the parts of it where I start to second guess myself or doubt. There's still that 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 foundation of like, this is what I want to do. Like, it's something that I can't even necessarily explain, but there's so much joy in being able to help people heal, not just cope with their stuff not just giving you like oh well just take (laughs) just take these pills and and go along your way and then come back when you need a refund you know and granted I'm not a psychiatrist so I don't I don't give people medication or anything like that but that was just the the metaphor that I was using but um yeah I started to build my my platform Imani and Touch and I really started to build my confidence in that and that kind of leads me into how it is that I'm feeling now. So, I mean, right now I am a licensed therapist. I, I passed my licensing exam. I have all of my hours, like, you know, the, the nitty gritty of all of that is done. And right now, what I'm currently still struggling with is kind of like this. It, it, it's almost kind of think of thinking about kind of like living this double life. And so when I'm at work, I show up a certain way for my clients because that's how I was trained to show up. But then I also have my Instagram page and I also have my coaching business where I'm able to be a little bit more authentic. I'm able to be a little bit more expressive. I'm able to be a little bit more real, be more myself. And so the past couple of weeks, it's just felt like I've been living just this double life. Like I'm still holding on to this thing that really isn't fulfilling for me anymore but also at the same time I'm really scared to not hold on to that thing because if I don't hold on to that thing I would really have to make that commitment into being a full-time entrepreneur and strictly just depending on myself and what it is that I'm bringing in from my from my business to be my only source of income like me depending on me and that within itself is just like so scary to me like y'all I'm, I'm I'm not gonna front like a part of me is very very afraid to step into that and you know hopefully you guys can kind of relate to it in this way but like have you ever prayed for something have you ever really hoped for something and you know even even for those of you that practice like you know manifesting certain things but have you ever manifested something for yourself and then you finally get it and you're like now what <laughs> Like, 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 I don't know, like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, I know, God, that this is what it is that I prayed for. And I know this is what it is that I wanted. But now it's just like, uh, what's next? Like, what's, where's the instruction? Where's the manual? And I found myself in the past couple of weeks looking for that, like looking for some type of answer, some type of manual, some type of feeling even more so of a feeling that I would have in me that would indicate to me that like, this is what you should quote unquote do next. This is what you should be doing, you know, and, and, and it's really more so about me kind of like, I'm learning to kind of like deprogram this part of myself that like needs to have all the answers right away and, you know, needs things to look a certain way in order for me to move forward. And I think what it is that I am learning right now, the lesson that I am learning right now is really being able to depend on myself, 
really tapping into my confidence and, and my and my inner strength and being able to say like Imani, you are more than capable of taking Imani in touch and running with it. You 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 know like doing whatever it is that you need to do and and also understand that you are always guided and you are always supported and you know whatever you put your heart and your mind to, it's always going to work out for you. It's always going to work out for you. And so like right now in my life, I'm 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 just caught in between kind of like balancing these two things and you know the reason why I'm holding on to you know the the therapist part of me is because there's so much comfort in that and there would be so much discomfort in like letting that go and 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 that's just the truth that's the truth so there's this part of me that's looking for like this external um really really false sense of security holding on to being a therapist and showing up in this role and having to talk a certain way and, you you know, like having to um, do your treatments a certain way and, you know, like doing, um, you know, our progress notes and stuff like that. So progress notes are pretty much like summaries that we pretty much write that has to go to like the insurance company. So that way they know that you're, you know, in therapy and they can keep paying for it and stuff like that. That's basically what it is. Um, and the past couple of weeks, as I've been fulfilling that role of my um, duties and responsibilities as a therapist, my patience is like very, very, very thin, very, very thin. And, and I've even, you know, have also been getting a little bit frustrated with just so much of it that, that I, so much that I, I want to just take a step further in being able to work with, with my therapy clients, but there's barriers because I haven't had the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to work for myself. You know, I'm I'm, I'm going to do my own thing. And so, y'all, that's that's literally what I am currently struggling with right now. And that's why the title of this episode is called Seasons. Because whether this is something that you're struggling with right now in your own career or even in a relationship with someone where there's that sense of comfort and like, holding on to the relationship and holding on to the job. It's also allowing yourself to tap into the parts that are really, really unfulfilling and the parts of it that are making you unhappy. And it's kind of learning how to stop internalizing all of this to mean something negative about yourself. Because that's, that's honestly what I've, what I've been doing the past couple of weeks. Like, oh my God, like, you know, if, if I were to you know, leave this job? Like, what What if it doesn't work out? And like, what if that means that I that I am a failure, that I am not smart enough and I, and I really don't know what it is that I'm talking about and I have no clue what it is that I'm doing. And those are all of, all of the insecurities that, you know, it didn't just come out of nowhere. That comes from past experiences of not having, you know, maybe the nurturing or the guidance that I needed to be able to really tap into that inner strength in a way where I kind of just, I'm able to do it unapologetically, you know? And so a lot of this has to do with, you know, who it is that we are as individuals, but then, you know, just even also thinking about for so many of us, um, the different family dynamics that we come from and what's expected of us, not only in society, but also, you know, in our families and in our cultures, you know, I, I have a lot of friends who have grown up in, um, immigrant households. And I'm just saying immigrant households because this is where I see it the most, where a lot of the times, like, 
you know, it's it's this idea of kind of like disowning your authenticity. Like that that's normal. <laughs> you know, that that's normal a lot of the times like disown what it is that you want to do. Like we don't care if you really want to be a veterinarian. We don't care if you want to like be a a musician um and like actually follow your dreams. Like it it's kind of like it's ingrained in you to kind of be in this survival mode and just make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, you have money in your pocket at the end of the day. And a part of that, I understand because, you know, for a lot of us who maybe have parents who are, are immigrants or we, we've grown up just in that type of like culture dynamic, a lot of it isn't coming from a malicious place, what it is that they're instilling in us. A lot of it is coming from that place of survival and what they went through, what they didn't have that they want to make sure that, that we have um, in order to be successful. But I really had to kind of like think even regards to myself because my parents aren't necessarily Caribbean, um, but there are some Caribbean tendencies that would happen <laughs> that would happen in my household. And so my parents, I, I can't necessarily say that my parents pressured me to like be a lawyer or be a nurse or be a doctor. Like, like none of that happened. But there is this sense of kind of like disowning your authenticity for survival. So like, you know, I remember for me as a kid, I really, really wanted to be a singer. Like I I really wanted to be a famous singer growing up. Um, And the way that I perceived it, that wasn't really necessarily something that was really encouraged. And so when you're a kid and you're not getting the message that who it is that you are and the things that you like and the things that you're passionate about is acceptable or if that's you know going to give you um really money at the end of the day we grow up into the adult who has a really difficult time trusting ourselves to make decisions to to pivot you know because you're always looking for something outside of you to like validate or like indicate that like you're making the right decision and you're doing the right thing. And it's like, that's why it's so important for us to teach our children to be flexible, to allow them to make certain decisions for themselves. So that way, when when you're in the position that I'm in right now, you know, you can navigate through it a little bit easier. But what I'm doing right now is just kind of breathing through it, just allowing myself to go through all of the unknowns of it and just talking to you guys about it. So a little bit back to what I was saying before, Um, we do a lot of this disowning of our authenticity, getting into relationships with people, um, getting into certain career paths for whatever reason. And a lot of the times it has to do with survival and we just end up not trusting ourselves. But one of the other things that I also had to realize as well is like, even if you are, okay, so let's, let's switch things around a little bit. Let's go back to kind of like the, the immigrant parent household dynamic, So like your parents have the best intentions. They're teaching you everything that they know, all all the mistakes that they made and, you know, how they want you to correct it and, and get it right this time around. And so the thing is, is like as the world progresses, as we have different opportunities that are presented to us, like what happens when I no longer have to live in survival mode? What happens when I actually can do the things that I want to do? What happens when I can actually give myself more conscious choice and more change? And what I realize is that our parents, a lot of the times, aren't able to even really guide us in that because they weren't allowed to do that. So they're just, they're just as lost as we are. 
<laughs> you know, that they're just as lost as we are. And so anytime you're going through a season and you just feel like it's really tough and it's it's really hard and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I don't know if I have the willpower. I don't know if I have the strength. I don't know if I have the intelligence. You know, it, it's one of the things where I, const- I constantly have to remind myself that like, a lot of the things that I say to my clients, I have to keep repeating it back to myself. That's also another thing too that irritates me about being a therapist. Like a lot of people think that we just like have all the answers and like we don't go through these moments of like self-doubt and like really not having a solution, like not knowing what to do. And the truth is, is that we go through like the same things that y'all be going through, you know? And so I wanted to be able to share this with you all in this way because one of the things that I had to learn or one of the things that I am learning is being able to take whatever fear and security or anxiety that you have with you. There is nothing outside of you that is going to happen that's going to indicate that, you know, oh, I I no longer have to be afraid now. I'm no longer going to have this anxiety, you know, like fear and anxiety is instinctual for us. We, We need to have fear and anxiety anytime that we're making a change, whether it's leaving a relationship, entering into a new relationship, enrolling in school, enrolling in a different career path. Like we need fear and anxiety to kind of like be our warning signs. Like, oh, you're you're making you're making a change. You know that so that's that's a lot of the times what your mind is saying. Like, oh, we're doing something that's outside of the comfort zone. We're doing something outside the routine. You know, I, I gotta check in and see if you're in danger. You know, so like the fear and the anxiety is going to come up because it's biological. Your, your body needs to respond in that way. Your mind needs to respond in that way. Because if you actually were in a dangerous situation, you would need to feel that fear and that anxiety in order to like get out of it. And so I had to kind of realize for myself that like it's not about getting rid of the fear. It's not about getting rid of the anxiety, you know, and I actually learned this from um. Teal Swan, she actually posted this in one of her videos, but she was talking about how a lot of the times it's it's that we have to take the fear and the anxiety and the self-doubt and all that stuff that's more so instinctual with us, you know, because the way that I think about it is kind of like, I can allow this fear and this anxiety to kind of like eat me up in this way, but it's kind of just going to be like running on sand at the beach. Like you're not going anywhere or kind of just like, standing it's kind of like moving around when you're like sinking in quicksand like you're just going to go down quicker and so I've realized with me trying to kind of like live this double life and like being Imani in touch on on Instagram and just being my complete authentic self and feeling so happy and so fulfilled in that and then juggling having to show up a certain way as a therapist at my other job (laughs) you know I'm, I'm realizing that it's it's eating me up it's eating me up and I I literally like woke up this morning and I was like you know what this is going to be the podcast episode because I think it, it it hasn't hit me until today that I'm like I can't take this anymore like I cannot I cannot do this and I cannot continue to allow this fear and this anxiety to be the reason why I don't change to be the reason why I don't pivot and I don't do something different for myself like that's not that's not a good enough excuse (laughs) like that that's that's not a good enough you know reason so we have to take the time to just really reflect on like the season that we're in the career path that we're in the relationship relationship that we're in and really reflect upon what's happening in that environment what's happening in that dynamic 
that is keeping us in this state of resistance into being able to walk into our purpose, walk into the things that we really want to do, you know, and, and it's kind of being able to also view life in this way, like like the same way that we have seasons, you know, we transition from like the fall to the winter and, you know, winter to spring and then spring to summer, you know, all of those different seasons, you know, when you really look into it, they, they mean something different, you know, and so we have to be able to kind of view our world in like this cycle of different phases and transitions. And it's kind of realizing that like nothing in your life ever remains the same, ever, <laughs> you know, like like nothing. It's always something that, that's going to be shaken up, you know. So it's it's realizing that nothing ever stands still, you know, nothing ever really kind of like maintains its its current state for so long. And and the thing is, is that we have to kind of like naturally allow ourselves to move through transitions effortlessly, you know, like, and, and I think there's so much resistance to that because a part of us is going to have to come into an acceptance that that is a natural part of life. And, you know, in order for us to get to a place where we feel more confident and we feel more regulated to make these decisions, it's kind of like being able to come into an acceptance that this is a natural part of life. It's unavoidable. It's inevitable. But yet I can manage it. Yet I can be the one that makes the choice in regards to what it is that I want to do moving forward. You know, so our circumstances aren't permanent. The seasons that we go through are temporary and we have to kind of like practice detachment. You know, and it, it's so funny that I'm thinking about it now. Like, I just taught a class on this um, last night. Well, that wasn't the theme of the class, but it was a part of the class. But anyway, practicing detachment, which basically means that I'm going to allow myself to move through life and move through dis- different transitions without attaching my happiness to the outcome. When I need it to look a certain way, when I need things to be lined up in a certain way in order for me to move forward, my happiness is now dependent on the outcome. And I, I think a lot of the times that's a very disempowering place to be because if my happiness is attached to the outcome, I'm not allowing myself to be flexible. I'm not allowing myself to just move through and be presented with different challenges and even different opportunities that feel good and, and let me grow. I'm, I'm hindering myself from that the longer that I hold on to something that is not fulfilling, the longer that I hold on to something that is just giving me really this false sense of comfort. And it literally wasn't until this morning that I realized that, you know, the transitions in your life and the seasons that you go through in your life, it's going to reveal to you all of the places that you feel you need to be in control of. Because the transition and and the storm and the season is really going to show you where you're not (laughs) in control, you know? So so it ends up, you, you go through this experience that kind of just ends up being a mirror um, of, of, of everything that you're holding on to that like, you know, in order to really get the desires of your heart, it's going to be about releasing it. It's going to be about letting go and letting go, you know, kind of like it's the same thing that I talked about in my in my podcast episode last week. Like letting go doesn't have to mean that like I failed. Letting go doesn't have to mean that like um, I'm not good enough. You know, like it, it, it's it's required. It's required in order for me to get the things that I desire the things that I want and I I can't continue to tether myself to this label of a therapist and this role in this way anymore like it's it's become 
extremely inauthentic and it's only gotten worse and worse and worse and worse and y'all I have been battling with this for about a year (laughs) you know it's only got worse and worse and worse and worse and so I really have to you know for those of you who you know have your own faith or your own spiritual guidance you know I've, I've really in the past couple of weeks have had to tap into that and understanding that you know God is always in control regardless you know, regardless if I feel like I got my hands on it and it's going to work out in the way that I want it to or not. He's he's always in control, even in the in the transitions, you know, like nothing about him ever changes. So I have to grieve the parts of myself that is putting my sense of self-worth in this title in in the license and in, in all these different things and being able to strip myself of all of this conditioning, all of this programming, all of these ridiculous systems, and really just see myself for who it is that I am. And that is fulfilling your purpose. That is allowing yourself to go get your needs met elsewhere. <laughs> you know, whether whether it's a different career, different relationship, whatever. You know, like it, it's doing me more harm holding on to it you know like I said before my my patience is running very very thin you know it's doing more harm holding on to it you know and I I don't even want to I don't want to get to that point for myself where it no longer ends up being just even helpful for my my clients like I I never want to be able to do that and so I have to understand well I'm learning to understand that like me making this pivot is not a bad thing Like I'm actually being helpful to people by realizing that like doing therapy in this way in particular, in this environment in particular, is not authentic to me. And I want to be able to work with people who get it, who, who see things in the way that I see it. So that way I can actually help them. Because the thing is, is is that if I, I continue to show up in this role and I'm showing up inauthentically the the first of all the more unhappy I'm going to be but then also at the same time I'm also not really helping the other person as well you know like like I'm, I'm tethering myself to the situation for like all of the wrong reasons you know so I really hope that this happens this episode was a little bit longer than most um, but I really just wanted to give you guys just a piece of what it is that I've been going through and and whatever season or transition that you're going through in your life, understand that it is necessary. Understand that it is for your good, even if right now it does not feel like it is or it doesn't look like it is. And you don't know what you're going to do next. You don't know what you're going to do next if you leave that relationship or how you're going to feel or what other people are going to think. And, you know, like all of this other stuff, but you have to be able to have this radical assurance that you are going to be perfectly fine. You made the transition in the past. You know, I talked to you guys a little bit about what my experience was when I was in school. You know, you made that transition in the past and you made that transition again. You know, so like if, you, if you've if you done it in the past, you can do it again. <laughs> you, you can definitely do it again. And the only person that's holding you back is you. The only person holding you back is you. So I've, I've journeyed through the dry season, you know, like where I just felt like, nothing was was working out you know like I I wasn't getting any messages I wasn't getting any signals that like you know what what it is that I'm doing I'm on the right path like I've gone through the dry season and I've conquered that I've gone through you know just even that waiting season like you know waiting if this is going to work out you know waiting to see if the things that I want are actually going to be 
fulfilled if I can actually you know just like achieve my goals like I've, I've gone through the waiting season I've gone through you know just even the grinding season being in school showing up on Instagram all these different things like studying for my exam I've gone through all of those different seasons and now I am being faced with just the test and the trials you know like being able to really see who it is that I am outside of all of these different labels and you know, really just coming to an understanding of who it is that I am 110% in the midst of it all, you know, like no more double life, like no more kind of like split personalities, like I, I'm I'm being moved into the direction where I have to be completely honest with myself at all times. And I'm so grateful that I have the awareness to be able to realize that and understand that. And so now it's just being able to look within myself and really ask myself like, well, are you going to actually take that seriously? You know, like, are are you really going to embody that or are you going to continue being kind of like a slave to someone else's expectations and, and someone else's standards? And I've realized that I don't want to do that anymore. And so I say all this to say that if you are going through any type of season, whatever season that is, a dry season, a waiting season, a grinding season, like whatever it is. You know, you're going to also transition into the happy season where you start to see that like, oh, things are working out. Like I am actually able to reap the benefits of everything that I've sown, like the the weary nights and the the crying and the anxiety and, you know, like like all of it, it. It was for a purpose. It was for me to be here in this moment. And I can't now be in a position where I'm ready, like literally the desires of my heart is like on a platter. <laughs> but I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to dig in, you know, like it, that. that's not like, I, I can't continue to kind of like journey through in that way. So this podcast episode was kind of like my own therapy session <laughs> in a way. But I really hope that you know, just kind of listening to my story that, you know, it's helped some of you be able to tap into um, just what's happening in your own life, whatever season you're in, whatever transition that you're that you're making. And, you know, maybe I'll even make a part two to this episode and, you know, talk about it in regards to just even more so the stance of like relationships. So let me know if you guys um, want me to do a part two of this episode, because I will gladly release it because there's so much more that can be said. Um, but this is already an hour long. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. And the last thing that I want to leave you guys with is just this quote that I love, love, love by Kristen Rogers. And it says, I've died a thousand deaths, each time reinventing myself brighter, stronger and purer than before. From the midst of destruction, I became the creator of myself. From the midst of darkness, I became my own source of light. And I love that quote from her because that pretty much is the summary of everything that I've been talking about. So I hope that you guys have an amazing, amazing week and I will see you all next week. This wraps up this week's episode of Diaries of the Mind. I hope you enjoyed our deep dive into today's discussion. As always... If this episode was helpful to you, head over to the review section and leave a rating. Also, don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Twitter at imani.intouch. 
If you are interested in joining my private community where I offer monthly classes, guided meditations, and more, or to even just check out my services, head over to imaniintouch.com, click on membership, and subscribe. Have a great rest of your week, and I can't wait to chat with you next week.